2: I like Swift 710. I like this song. I like the other one better. This is like down the list a little bit, but I don't hate it. This wasn't on my, it wasn't my favorite one. I kind of like it. What's the latest with Taylor Swift, Em? Is she doing anything? Is she, How did her Mexico show go? Well, great. It went
3: really well. I mean, it was she killed it. Everybody, the Mexico City crowd was amazing. Like, everybody was all in for the opener, all in for every song. They got some really great surprise songs. So she had never been to Mexico City before as part of a tour on any of her tours. And so it was her first time there, too. So seemed like it was a uh, success for Mexico City. So she's going to be... I can't remember where she is next, but she's in South America. You got that to me, go by to the way.
2: Sao Paulo or something. Go see her go.
3: again. <laughs> will you foot the bill? <laughs> I told you, I throw in
2: twenty bucks. I'll
3: cover okay, the. I'll cover you. a
2: drink on the
4: flight. That, that to me good. is like cooler than anything else that I've heard when it comes to Taylor Swift. The fact that she can just go to Mexico City, and they love it, and she kills it. All that. That to me is what's really unique right when you go on those international shows okay you know what you're going to get in the states but the moment you go outside the states it's like yeah i'm just I mean, as big
1: every Beyonce is killing it
3: everywhere too so she did she started her tour most recent tour the one that's actually coming in this weekend so again if anybody's going coming to beyonce, here yeah. yeah she's been at SoFi for three nights so she's going to be there for a long time too i'm everyone's really excited about that as well but beyonce started her tour in stockholm i believe and how, so she came here
2: how many people do you think saw taylor swift at sofi saw metallica at sofi this weekend <laughs> like what's the crossover of that the one? ticket actually was good for both
3: shows maybe some of the dads that were forced to go to taylor swift to yeah, go to metallica as well
2: because I, you know i when you were telling your story i wanted to hear about your experience right, at yeah. taylor swift because i know you're a huge fan like me taylor swift i'm indifferent right it's not yeah. my cup of tea justin schafflander are uh you know one of our colleagues here at uh, ESPN, he went to Metallica, and I I wanted to hear everything about it. That's I'm like, sick. I, I need to hear more about it. what did they play? How long did they play for? What'd Jason you do Momoa
3: it was in part of the um this uh, mosh pit, so it's like again, if you're in the mosh pit and you see Jason, not Momoa. with Jason
2: Momoa, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to watch that from a distance. I'm not. That's I'm not getting into a mosh pit with Aquaman. Yeah, the way that's, it, <laughs> that's not happening.
4: The way it worked was if you had. Tickets for this, you automatically had tickets for Taylor And Beyonce, Swift.
2: do you get that coming up no. this week? Come on, was a all, right? It was a two
4: day, though, right? it's a two day concert. Yeah, it so it's not like
2: one, con- they're not doing two shows. It's one show that lasts two days yeah. long. You know what's
4: crazy and how quick this all changed? Drake had a show here, right? Last week. Mm-hmm. And when they said it was here, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why isn't it at SoFi? Because it's got seventy thousand seats, but think about how quick that think about how quick that changed. Where now, all of a sudden, when crypto was like the spot, I've mentioned this. Remember when this was a while back, maybe ten years ago? Jay Z and Kanye yeah. performed together and was here at Crypto. Like
3: what, there seven was, nights?
4: you're not going anywhere else. Like it's at Crypto. Yeah, now you got freaking SoFi. Then this new stadium is going to yeah. come with Bomber.
3: The weekend was at SoFi last year, too. But one thing, too, if you're in Inglewood and you see this weekend a bunch of people dressed in metallic outfits, it's in chrome and platinum, that's all Beyonce. Because she put out, like, essentially a dress code for everybody to come. It's like, she was like, hey, everyone needs to wear metallic and chrome to match her I'd aesthetic. have to go shopping, Slee. So, I don't exactly, own that so. shirt. Raider
5: jerseys have
2: chrome. Raider <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Raider roads, yes. right? The white with, exactly. the, with the chrome numbers. That's it. <laughs> Maybe that's half the crowd <laughs> is in Kenny Yourself. Stable road jersey. She
3: also does this thing, too, where she's like, put the crowd on mute, and she tries to see how long the crowd can stay silent, and then she'll get angry if they, if they um, do it too early. So she'll be like, everybody go on mute, and then they hold it for like, 10 seconds and then she continues on it's kind of funny That's, So somebody yells i love you right and then she <laughs> right. rolls her eyes and she's like all right
2: there's a lot of rules to attend a the Beyonce show like yeah. i just why but
3: it's can't a fun experience it's part of the bayhive you know it's 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 really fun to be a part of it
2: remember when she did the rose bowl
3: that was oh, crazy
2: yeah. she's all right yeah, oh yeah yeah i'm okay <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan I'm a fan. The 10th annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic presented by Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino. It is next Friday at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. And even if you're not playing golf that day, make plans to be with us for the 19th whole party starting at 4 o'clock with the afternoon show. Big thanks to Sunday Swagger, San Pedro Fish Market, Cravable, and Tequila Mandala. By the way, that's a good afternoon. Golf shirt, fish, Cravable, Tequila Mandala. Yeah, what more do you go? want? What more do you want? Yeah, I am all in on all of that. Dodgers came from behind last night on a pitcher who has a pretty good chance of winning the National League Cy Young yeah. Award. Zach Gown's a good pitcher. Very good. Having a really good year. Dodgers knocked him around a little bit after falling behind. Their 35th comeback win of the season. Um, I, they, They're they still so good with so many good players. with Mookie and Freddie, you and I were talking a little bit before the show, Sleeve, that if Mookie's, Mookie right now is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP, if he's not one, he's two. Freddie's probably three. But it's not just that they have good players. They have this grind. They have this ability to kind of wear you down that I don't know if some of these other teams have. Like last year's team was just so good. Good. Yeah, talent. Uh, just talent yep. everywhere. MVPs and All Stars everywhere. You know, David Peralta and Jason Hayward and James Outman and some of these other guys, uh, Miguel Rojas, uh, Ahmed Rosario. They're good players, but they're not potential or former MVPs and multiple time All Stars. And they just find ways to win games. And when you get into a game against Atlanta, or you get into a playoff game against, uh, you know, maybe the the Astros in the World Series or whoever it might be that ability to grind it out i think is going to serve them incredibly well because they don't just have to rely on having great players there's a lot
4: of times and and we we've, we've had this conversation you want talent take the talent before anything else of course but there's if you go see how the dodgers win games look there might be games where they just win 8 to 2 and that's part of it is talent the other part of it is they have depth there's a lot that you can put into why the dodgers have success but the way they were, there was a moment during the season, Would I know now you're looking at and you're saying, hey, the division is over. Now it's just a question of, would they have any chance of catching the Braves? I think they're four behind Atlanta, and they got a series coming up against the Braves. Four-game series. Four-game series. But I, I think more it's, you know, there are there things they do in the regular season that could be advantageous in the postseason. Last night's game is just one example of many, many games. They got off to a 3 nothing start. Mm-hmm. Good to go. Okay, then they're down at one point. I think it was 4-3. 4-3. Arizona takes a 4-3 lead. There are no games that I think the Dodgers play. Let's use the Red Sox game over the week—or the Red Sox uh, series over the weekend. The one game they lost was on Saturday. Eighth and ninth inning, they had the bases loaded. As in, it doesn't always work out, but they're never out of a game. And I don't know if this is—you we. we you said Mookie is probably the MVP leader right now. Freddie Freeman, let's say he's third, whatever it is. But— Last night is a good example. Peralta, Hayward, Outman. There are guys that also, Max Muncy, there are guys also that outside of the two best players that are out there, outside of the guys, the two best players that are out there, there are other guys that contribute. You don't know who it's going to be every single night. That says a lot as well. And whether it's, whether it's a, a, a name that maybe before the season started you didn't think that much of, but there are so many
2: guys outside of Mookie and Freddie that have had moments for them all year. I want to go back to the Padres last year, and Dodgers won the first game, but it went from "Hey, they're going to blow them out." I think it was five to nothing at one point. Ended up winning five to three, and some traffic on the. Yeah, it's like okay, we got out of there. And then from that point forward, every time the Dodgers were behind, it was this: "Oh man, not again! Really? It's not going to happen again, is it? It's not going to happen again, is it?" And it kept happening. And even when they had a lead, and the other team, the Padres last year would start to come back. It's like, oh my gosh, it's not happening again. I think this is the opposite of that. This is, hey, we're all right. We're down a couple of runs. It's the fourth inning. we got tons of time left. We're going to get guys on base. We're going to get our best players up to bat who have come through for us all season long. Just that baseball is such a mind blank that when you think you're going to do well, you've got a much better chance than when, you're squeezing it tight. When you think you're going to collapse, you frequently will. Like mm-hmm. you kind of manifest these things through your thought process. And you can't fake it, right? You can't fake it. You can't do a thing. Well, today I'm going to think positively. doesn't work like that. The baseball gods know. If you genuinely think you're going to have success, you probably will. If you genuinely think, man, I haven't gotten a hit in a week. I haven't come through in this spot all season long. You're out before it's even started. And the Dodgers have really good vibes in that regard, really good vibes. Even when they were kind of scuffling in the middle of the season and they were in third place and they turn around and they're 12 games up shortly thereafter – it never felt like they were scuffling. It just felt like they were missing some guys. Guys weren't hurt. Guys were performing
4: well. Bullpen needed to do better, it things never like felt that. like, yep. hey, you
2: know what? We might not be very good. Mm-hmm. And now that they are really good and they're winning, the positive vibes are legit and they're real.
4: Maybe just you know that has something to do with Dave Roberts talking about, what was that, um, a couple weeks ago where he said, some of the fact that it's his favorite team mm-hmm. that he's managed, I think that has something to do mm-hmm. with it. It does look like that they're having um, – it's tough to label it this way. It looks like they're having fun. Okay, yeah, well they're also eighty-one and forty-nine or whatever they are. There's a reason why it looks like they're having fun. You know what's fun? Winning. Winning. Winning's a lot of fun. But would you agree that there's also a vibe that comes no with doubt. the team? No doubt. And and that vibe does seem a little bit different. Last year where it felt like everything was so robotic, this just purely off talent. This seems like play small ball. We're not never out of a game. Um, there is kind of a, a different type of vibe. I feel like maybe it's less pressure, even though that pressure is going to grow as you get to the uh, to the postseason. So I want
2: I want to stop you right there because you brought up a word that I think is interesting: pressure. The Dodgers have not had a pressure packed game since last season against the Padres. Right. I know that they've had some fun games and they've had some close games, but that the, the pressure of it all, really the, the things that add on top of it to make it just, hey, we want to win today, as opposed to a lot of people are watching, this is important for whatever reasons you know, externally there may be. I'm, I'm reaching here a little bit, but tell me if it's a total reach or if there's a kernel of truth here. That game that you mentioned on Saturday against the Red Sox, where they had the bases loaded a couple of times and couldn't, Julio gave up a big lead. Like the, the whole thing kind of crashed in on itself, which is something that doesn't happen to Once them very he gets often.
4: thrown out, Dave Roberts so gets thrown
2: out. So that's what I'm out. getting at. Mm-hmm. The umpire missed the call. It's a bad call. Yeah. The ball was low, but Max Muncie gets called out on a bad call. Throws his bat, ends up getting into an argument with the umpire, ends up being ejected. Dave Roberts comes out to defend him. You know, kind of blow, he has that F bomb where he throws his arm in the air, which was funny, but it's national TV. It's the Red Sox. It's Fenway Park. It's the return of Mookie. It's all of these things that, hey, more people than usual are paying attention to this, and it didn't go our way. And the guys end up getting kicked out of the game. Something or nothing just a coincidence or just that little bit of extra something that's in the air made guys snap. That's so why I think nothing. Okay. They
4: following that game where they had some chances to win, they followed up with two straight wins. The at Boston game against a team that's desperate to win, to try sure, to make one of those wild, wild card spots, spots. Arizona same position too. Yep. So I and, and and last night winning again against a pitcher that could very well win the Cy Young or be one of the the few candidates there, I think that a lot of times it's not did you win or you lose. How do you respond the next night? What does it look like? Is it did it did it stop your momentum or did you just quickly earn or did you quickly garner some new momentum and you start going? That's why I don't think it's anything. That the Dodgers, how many different times this year where you felt like, man, they probably shouldn't have won that game. They won that game. Or, okay, they lost this one. How are they going to respond? Well, oh, they'll win four out of five after that. So I don't
2: think it really had much of an effect. Speaking of teams that are supposed to win games, the Padres don't. And I, I, I read something that I said, no, I can't be right. And then you go back and you look at it, and it was entirely right. I, I, I think we may have found the reason why they can't beat anybody this year and why they haven't had a good deal of success over the last several years. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
3: So, uh, we were in our pre-show getting ready for the show stuff, and we look up, and I want to say it was CNN was on one of the TVs, and they were talking about how there was a list from Instacart of the most controversial foods in America. Right?
2: Controversial? So
3: foods that kind of, you know, people are very divided on. And so their yeah. top three, I'm not going to, this is not going to be the game, so I have a different game based off this. Okay. So the top three were anchovies, black lic- licorice, and oysters. I okay, love so, all three of those <laughs> uh, But there are plenty of people sure. who dislike no, all that. three of those things. I get things. that. All right, so they also had a list- So, Lee, where
2: are you on those three things?
4: Black licorice, not happening. Not okay. happening? No. Oysters? Um, oysters, I'm okay with. Anchovies? It was the first
2: one. Anchovies? I'm all right off that. You're just one, one for three? And you seemed kind of lukewarm on, on oysters, if I'm being honest. It's okay. I, I don't, you Would know. you ever order them in a restaurant? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
5: Okay.
3: So, But they also had a list in, adjacent to this that is the top 12- most hated foods by Americans, okay? So I want you guys to guess. Gosh. Try to guess as many as we can. And you have three strikes, okay? Like, so are the have,
2: ingredients or dishes? It's got to be dishes, ingredients, right? Ingredients. Oh, ingredients. Okay.
3: ingredients that are the most hated, okay? So three strikes, you're out. on guessing this. Right. So if you, if you miss three times, you're out, okay? Uh, so Travis, let's start you off.
2: Most I'm going to guess one because I know this is a very divisive one, so I'm okay. assuming that a lot of people fall into the hell no category. Cilantro.
3: Yes, that is on the what? list. It yeah. is number nine. <laughs> yeah. All right. That
2: should so not be on anybody's list. So list. I should. love it. But there yeah. people, there's a there's a genetic thing or something yeah. where Kay. cilantro tastes like soap to some people. Mm-hmm. Wow. So delicious. Cilantro and onion, right, a little here. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Throw some out
4: if you got another one. I don't know. Try Twelve here?
3: All right, Jorge, let's go to you. i right, will uh, come back to
4: you. I'll go
2: sardines.
3: Sardines are not on the list. That is one strike for Jorge. All right, Trev?
2: All right. So I'm trying to go through the list here in my head of things that people are like hard pass on. Um, oh boy. Think this I got the- I think I got one. What okay. do you got?
4: I'll- this is just because some people hate spice. I'm going to go with like a uh, hot sauce or the red peppers or whatever. Just something that gets spice in there. Some people hate it. I mean, I need it in everything.
3: Strike one. That is not Gee. on the list. No spices, no sauces.
2: Hmm. Trav? Yeah. I, I...
3: Think of th- things your kids don't want to eat. Oh, That's a majority b- of these things. Broccoli. Broccoli is not on the list. That's strike one, that. Travis. Yeah, All right. The Jorge. kids
4: don't want it.
5: I'll go with uh, relish. I don't like relish, so I'll go with relish.
3: I'm going to give you this because it says pickles. pickles. Yeah. yeah. So pickles Pickle. is one on the list. So that is number 11 on the list. I got one. All right, uh, Travis?
2: Brussels sprouts.
3: Brussels sprouts is on the list. Yes. Yeah. All right, Alan? Olives on there? Olives are on the list. Kay. All right.
2: We're rolling now. Jorge? Uh, How about onions? Yeah, onions should be
4: on
3: Onions there. are not on the list. That's two strikes for Jorge.
2: <laughs> All right, Trav? Wonderful. Um, The kid thing is important. Um, I think I got another one, too. All right, Al. Garlic.
3: Garlic is not on the list. It's two strikes I'm for Alan. You, I'm just <laughs>
2: gonna keep not picking. Trav, you're better. Yeah. All right, Trav, you have to pick now. you better um, not to say anything. Carrots.
3: Carrots are not on the list. Oh, these kids right. hate. All right. Everyone has one more strike left. All right, Jorge, let's go for you.
5: Olives. Already, already, already got said. that one. Oh
3: yeah. Uh, uh. Oh, I got one. I got strike
5: three. I'm ready for strike. No, I'll through. take my strike. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't right, know. He
4: took a Jorge. strike. Looking. I was just going to say. This guy was <laughs> in oh, <seen> the bat. <laughs> I saw, okay. Mushrooms.
3: Uh, oh, yes, it's on, on <laughs> it's on the list. Yeah, it's got to be on there. All right, Alan. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is on the list. Okay. Oh, good job, Alan. All right, Trav, back to you. It's between you two now. It's ping ponging back and forth.
2: Can I just refuse to answer like Al did at the start? Um, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, then you get a strike. I'm
2: trying to think. Other, th- you know what? You know, I've been doing this honestly is by pizza toppings. Right. Um. It's a good way to do it. Is okay. Would jalapeno fall into the category that Al was talking about earlier?
3: Jalapeno would count.
2: It, it would count what he said.
3: I don't know what he said.
2: He was talking do? about spice. Oh, he said hot sauce though. Uh,
3: no, I, I'm not counting jalapenos is okay. one thing. that Then he I'm
2: guessing jalapeno,
3: and that's your third strike. Ah. It is not <laughs> <best>. All right, <laughs> I Alan. want to
4: get in the business of the third strike game. <laughs> Cauliflower.
3: Uh, third strike. Oh, All right. Wow. So here's the full list. We're here. It's number one is beets. Number two beets is blue cheese. Oh, I love that. Number three is okra. Gross. Number four is Okra's capers. Good. Number five oh, capers great. is brussels sprouts. Gross. Number six is fennel. Good. Number seven is olives. Good. Eight is mushrooms. Nine mm. is cilantro. Ten is coconut. Eleven pickles what? and coconut. twelve mayo.
2: What's fennel? Fennel. Fennel's is like a like a licorice root. Mm-hmm. It's it's, yeah. it's a bulb that grows in the ground. It
3: almost looks a little bit like celery. Goes on
2: it looks pizza. like celery Goes on it pizza. Look, a look, and like it, green onion it does. a little bit. it yeah. looks like a bok choy okay. is what yeah, it looks yeah. like. Mm-hmm. But when you cut it tastes like lemon. And like, beets is that red. Yeah. they really can be red or golden.
5: Yes. Okay. And okay. it's, and it's
3: featured a lot in the that office.
2: Freaked little, uh, that
5: freaked me out, little uh balsam. That freaked me out. The beets. We had a beets juice once. Remember when they brought juices one time in the morning? Oh yeah. I drank like blood. Yeah. I drank like three of those in one sitting. Dude. I, we go shopping and I'm like, "Yo, yeah, I gotta go to the restroom." I go, to, I called Clapper. I was like, "Hey,
4: <laughs> something's going on, man." Oh no! <laughs> I don't something's, think I don't going... think you were supposed to have three of them. I, I know.
5: <laughs> I realized that when I was it's at the mall. It's a very specific color. <laughs> yeah, it's a very specific. This guy
4: called color. Clapper. Know, that's I, great. I, hey Doc, no, listen, yeah. something's happening. He's like, "Okay." Right. I think we've all called Clapper once, mm-hmm. at least once. More than once. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I up, yeah,
2: Doc? Yeah. More than once. Love that guy. A.J. Proler has one winning season in nine seasons as the general manager of the Padres, mm-hmm. not including the COVID season, which was only 60 games long. Yep. They won, had a winning season that year, too. Is is it? Are we just overlooking the most obvious reason that they've struggled the way that they have, is that the team is poorly constructed, as weird as that sounds? So let, let me flip this your way because
4: I think a lot of times you can tell if a team is coming into this year there weren't a lot of people saying, hey, this team is poorly constructed. At least I didn't hear it, right? I didn't hear a lot of people saying, hey, guys, I know the Padres went out and signed these guys. More a concern was, they signed this player in how many years? They were more worried about, well, what happens to that contract in five or six years? Right. A lot of people thought the Padres were going to be competing in the NOS or they were going to win the NOS. Mm-hmm. I was asked, I, I go on a station down in San Diego, 760. And we talk Lakers and Padres will come up. And they had asked me one time, all right, whose fault is it? Is it more, you got to get rid of one of these guys at the end of the season, A.J. Preller or Bob Melvin, okay? And I leaned towards Melvin, and this was my reason why. They can't be this bad this year. That if, let's say you were out in the first round and things didn't work out, just go look at the roster. There's too many good players out there that – you can't say, well, no, it's not Bob Melvin's fault because they don't have enough good players. They have the talent. The Preller piece of it, can I? How about this? 2015 when he came into 2023. Okay, this is the NL West. Padres finished 18 games back. 23, 33, Oof. 25, 36, six when it was only 60 games.
2: 28 so 20- you extrapolate six by 60 games by the way it's 18 right it's yeah. you're playing a third of the season <laughs> so let's call
4: it 18 28 22 and
2: 20 that's not the manager because they've had different managers they've had every different season. managers they've had a lot of different managers they've had a lot of different players that's the stat that i'm like wait a minute how are you that
4: far back every single and listen the Dodgers don't help that. I was gonna say maybe that could be one of those. Hey, if you're in any other division, that 33 gamer is probably 15. That 18 gamer is probably seven. That it doesn't help that you're playing in the same division as it the Dodgers. Hundred
2: and five games every year.
4: But you're also not you're you're also not talking about sustained success, right? That that definitely does not go along the lines so of the Padres. Th-
2: this is why I think the Preller thing is interesting because. When it's been bad for a long time and it's bad again. And, and I agree with what you're saying. No one is expecting it to be bad this year, but the fact of the matter is, it is. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. That it's working as poorly as it is is a surprise. But there was a way you could look at this and say, you know, you, this doesn't work. You can't just go buy guys. Too and top throw heavy, them not enough depth. It Do, doesn't mm-hmm. work. Like in almost any sport, when you just say, well, I'll take you, 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 it doesn't work very often. What's the through line for all those teams? It's not the manager. Some of the players have been there for a good chunk of it, but not all of them. No. The ownership has changed in some of this stuff. So what's the through line? It's A.J. Perler. Yeah. And and at some point, that's a hard argument to overcome. They're spending money. They're not, you know, as far as an organization that won't go beyond a thread. I think they're second in baseball and payroll behind Mets. I think the Mets. third. Yeah, I think third? third.
4: I want to say it's Mets, Yankees, and then Padres. It's,
2: it's a fascinating thing to try to figure out because the talent is there. The fans are there, mm-hmm. the money is there, and the team sucks. It's – it's at some point, somebody's responsible for this, and he's the only one that's been there for all of it.
4: Well, he listen, at the end of the day, too, and I think we know this in every sport, <clears throat> it's not like he hasn't got a runway. He got plenty of runway. Been there nine years. Uh, that, so – and I think if this season nothing happens, and I think most people don't think anything's going to happen, they think he's going to stay there. That there's going to there's more likely that Something Melvin has goes, to happen.
2: I'm not saying that it's going to be him, but you cannot just do nothing.
4: More likely Melvin goes than Preller goes, and I don't know how you know something's going to change. I, I said this to you. I, th- I think one of the things, and you watch <clears throat> more baseball than anybody else out there, you can tell when a team just doesn't. It doesn't click. There's no chemistry. There's no
2: small ball. There's no fight. There's no this. It's a really, really bad product to watch. It was only in the last two or three weeks that I completely let go of the rope with those guys. That it was there's too many good players. There's there's no way, and you said it. There's no way there isn't a four week window where like they're screaming hot. It has to happen. There's too many good. It never happened. It never They never happened. won four games in a row That's this year. It's insane to think about. The A's won four games in a row this year. I think year. they got up to seven or something they, they like did. that. They yeah. did. I, I I haven't looked at it, but I'll bet you a nickel that the Kansas City Royals, who I think won three more games than the A's, they've probably won four in a row at some point. That the Padres didn't do it is is bananas. Paul in HB. Love to hear from Paul. What's up, Paul?
1: Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Look, Sweet, good dude. I love you a lot, but you're, you're flat out just you're wrong on this one, man. Like, yeah, Preller, he, he seriously just had – he played fantasy baseball, right? I played fantasy baseball for 20 years, and, you know, I'm not very good at it, so I could do the same job as Preller. He got the, he got the big stars, a lot of big names. There is no doubt the talent on that roster superior to almost anyone in the National League. But it's, you, you have to put the right guys in place. Look what the Dodgers have done. Just, juxtaposed the two organizations. They filled in around the edges with quality character guys who are gonna fit roles who are not there for them. And you know what? Look, I'm gonna go Uncle Tommy on you. You play for the name on the front of the jersey, not the name <laughs> on the back. We saw what Machado. You know, we saw what Machado was in LA. I'm not a hustle guy. And you know what? Look, you're not a hustle guy, and you're beating up a cooler in the in the in the uh, dugout there. I mean, I don't want to put all on him because that dude can flat out play. But Not this you year. got a bunch of dudes. Well, yeah, that's fine, but the mm-hmm. talent is there, right? And maybe he can't play this year because he's too worried about the name on the back, as Tommy would say. The point of the matter is you can't just throw all these dudes in a Petri dish and expect them to win. And it isn't about how much money you spend. Look at the Angels. For the last 15 years, the Angels have had terrific payrolls. They spend money on big names. But if you spend it stupidly, as they have in San Diego— that's that's where the uh, buck stops it's not on melvin who's a good baseball guy who's won elsewhere preller has never won that dude should go um along with a handful of other Uh, guys by by the way by the way
4: paul i think there's a lot of people that are are singing the same sentiment of preller's gotta go i'll just say one thing to what he said here's the problem that the padres had when they beat the dodgers last year the problem is They thought, all we got to do is run it back. Oh, by the way, Tatis going to miss 20 games, and you're adding him to the lineup. Oh, by the way, nobody's crazy about the Xander Bogarts and the deal that he has. I'll say. But you're adding him to the team as well. So all you really did was, hey, you got to the NLDS. You had a chance against Philly. Okay, Philadelphia did whatever they did. You were adding pieces to what you already had. I do agree with them. There's no leadership. That you can obviously tell. Bob Melvin's probably been... You know, hands behind his back, and he's got to just do what AJ Preller tell, tells him to do. So, that's their
2: that's their season. Kansas City is forty one and ninety two this season. Okay. They had a seven game winning streak. I, I think <laughs> I think every team in baseball had <laughs> probably. But 41 and 92 that's like historically bad. They're going to blow past 100 losses. There's a month to go in the season. They're 41 and 92. They've won they had a 7-game winning streak not that long ago. Early earlier uh, late late July, early August. They won 7 in a row. Three most Padres had. Insane. Never won a 4-game
4: winning streak. Insane. Factors, have, it, have it haven't got to 500 since May. I mean, Would you May. say
2: it was like they were 16 and 14 or something like that? They were 18 and 15. 18 and 15 was the highest record that they got this year. Yeah, they're going to have trouble fixing that factor cap coming up next it's travin slee 710
6: espn this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free Brightside breakfast, featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight? La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
2: It's time for Factor Capsule.
1: That that's fact.
2: It's it's Dad. That's so cap. That's I know cap. it's not a cap. It a is cap. Travis. It's
1: me. Well, we're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and it's time for Factor Cap. Oh, that's cap so capped, Dad. Everything
2: I've we said a is a cap. I thought, but I'm going to go <laughs> back. First of all, it's not a cap. It's no, just it is a cap. cap. I think we'll we come got come a, a new recording
4: cap. now. I think we have.
3: Sounds <laughs> great, guys. Live Memorex.
5: It oh, all sounds cool. great.
3: All right. So I'm just going to start off with this. So uh, Paul George on his podcast uh, tried his hands at an impression. So I'm going to play this for you right now, and I'm going to ask you about it after.
0: Jackie, think about it. Let me tell you. <laughs> See, back when I played... <laughs> <laughs> you almost had to chuck a guy when he got hot or fouled him and put him on his ass. <laughs> but these guys now are just too soft.
3: All right, so this was Paul George doing an impression of Charles Barkley. So this is a good impression. Trav, factor cap.
2: It's fact, it's damn good. It, there, there's certain words that you have to hit and hit exactly right. And he does that. That impressions are not about sounding exactly right. It's nailing a word or two exactly right. And he does that. Paul Pierce, or I'm sorry, Paul Paul George George. is very, very good at that. That's impressive. Fact, uh, um, I'm with Trav on this
4: one. Very, very good at Charles Barkley. And I'll tell you this. So it's Podcast P with Paul George, right? Take off the playoff P, whoever gave Hmm. him that one. Podcast P is the appropriate one. (laughs) He Um, more accurate. He is actually really enjoy his personality on this podcast. He's had some really good guests on. I feel like for a player like him who has a certain – there's a connotation that comes to Paul George, specifically with the Clippers. Podcasts like this help a player. Like they help him just – you can actually see a player or you could see a personality outside of a player – um, I had no idea that he's going to come up with something. But that's actually a really good impression. Kind of shows a little bit of his personality.
3: Jorge?
5: Oh, yeah. It's spot on. You know,
2: I can you guys try it? A uh, Barkley? Yeah. L- l- play a little bit more so I can hear it again, and then I'm going to try it. Give Jackie,
0: me. Had to think about it. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> See, back when I played.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you got to think about it. These young heads. I, yeah, I, that's it. You gotta think
4: about it. I, uh, street clothes. The season
2: starts in October. It's the best I got. I think mine's better. That's I'd like to. I'd like to change my my answer for Paul George to Cap what, because would you call better. up
3: these old heads? Would you say these young heads? Oh my gosh! You sound like John Goodman. John
2: Goodman? like <laughs>
4: the
3: guy from, who, like in from Roseanne. Yeah, yeah. You sound like him in Righteous Gemstones. I'll take that.
4: That's cool. Uh,
3: all right. So yeah, Charles
4: Barkley, John Goodman.
3: Uh, okay. So Vince DiDario. Playing
2: against Michael Jordan. That was
4: better.
3: <laughs> that was actually better. Yeah, that was better. Yeah, good job. So Vince DiDario. If you don't think I'm going to keep <laughs> yeah, okay. interrupting
2: you with moral Charles Barkley, you don't know me very well. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll
3: wait. <laughs>
2: no, it's all you.
3: <laughs> okay. So Vince Dario of Irish Breakdown Podcast, uh, he um, may have had an incident happen. So he was doing a podcast with his co-host and they were in these uh, Zoom boxes like a lot of us do for the podcast to come out. And uh, he was in the middle of saying something, then kind of made a face, then kind of, you know, checked and ran out. And left the podcast in the midst of this podcast being performed. He came back, and his explanation. And I'm going to play it for you right now.
4: Well, <laughs> but, I'll be uh, honest. I, I got two massive out of nowhere, two massive cramps in my quads.
1: And I was like, I'm dying right man, now. Man, I
0: thought you were going upstairs to like, like <laughs> I, I, lay down some fire and brimstone uh, on the children. I the way you jumped up. Oh, my yeah. goodness.
1: I felt like I
2: got sniped is what it felt like. So I was like...
3: Yeah. All right. So, you know, if you see the video, it does not seem like someone who gets cramps necessarily. Um, so definitely go and watch it for yourself and make the deduction yourself. So you trust his explanation that he had cramps. Al, fat Cap.
4: Cap. Yeah, he, he had to use the restroom. Got to go to the bathroom. And when you said I had two simultaneous cramps, like just... Two of them, not one. Uh-huh. I had two cramps coming, and all of a sudden, both my legs were out. I turned both my ankles. Just say you had to go to the bathroom, bro. <laughs> yeah, say you had to go to the bathroom. the bathroom. You
3: had to go to the bathroom. Jeff?
2: I had a cramp on the air. It was famously <laughs> captured oh, yeah, on, yeah. On, Andy, on our baby. YouTube stream. And what, what's, what do you do when you get a cramp in your leg? You jump up. Yep. Right? You stand up. And you to, try straightening whatever you, you're doing. You stand yep. up. Mm-hmm. What you don't do is run out of the room. Yeah. There's one reason you run out of the room, right? There's one reason where it's like, if I any of us, if I just in the middle of it got up and left, you know where I went. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows where I went. Bathroom That's wh-
3: for some reason or other.
2: I am in distress and it's happening right now, and I need to go. <laughs> How many That's players? Every human being. We've all. It's the great equalizer, right? Yep. It's the great equalizer. We've all had it. It's terrifying. It keeps you up at night sometimes, but it happens, and unfortunately, it happened to Vince. How many athletes in
4: sports get a cramp and just go right to the ground? <laughs> right. They don't just start sprinting wherever they're going.
3: You know, like Lamar Jackson or Paul <laughs> Pierce. You know, They have they have to take yeah. care of it. Right, right. <laughs> all right, uh, Jorge?
5: A cap. I'm with Alan on this one. He had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, let's go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. 100%. All right, so ESPN has announced that they will broadcast 75 games from movie theaters this fall, including the New York Six Bowls, College Football Playoffs, and College Football National Championship game. And it's mostly going to be ACC games and then those specific bowl games and playoff games. Uh, and it's starting this weekend with the Virginia-Tennessee game that's going to be, um, that they're going to broadcast. I think it's mostly going to be on the East Coast as of right now, but we'll see as it comes closer to College Football Playoff time. So you would go and watch College Football in a Theater. Uh, Jorge, Patrick, Cap.
5: Hell no! I got a guy. I can get the <laughs> Pac-12 Network. I can get the ACC. Forget network. the can yeah, get the every game. I can get anything. Yeah. So Jorge is going to end up selling his
4: own tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you got to <laughs> go to Jorge's Come to my backyard. We'll project it project project on the screen. Pool
2: party. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Off of his phone. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. No, Cap. I, I I don't mind going to watch games with other people. But if we're going to go watch a game together, let's go to a bar. Let's. I don't want. To, I mean, I get it's a big screen and all those sorts of things. But Sound
3: is great. Yeah, sure.
2: I, I'm not saying that it's not for somebody. It's not for me, right? I. If I'm doing the collected viewing experience, we're doing it at a bar or at somebody's house. Al, bring the couch. Yeah, I love that couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Lights fact, out. but I gotta have.
4: I, I need some details. A part of this, so I, I'm. I'm down to do it. I need it to be an important game. I'm not going to an ACC here.
3: Well, this is at New York Six Bowls and college football playoff. Give and me a
4: college football playoff game. game, right? And Give, give me a um, – you know, some of these theaters, you got the uh, – I pick theaters like that. Can I get one too if it's at a theater where I could also order food? I'm ordering drinks. I'm kicking back and it kind of reclines back. That's kind of a cool experience. That's unique. It's different. It's a different experience to experience a game. I've done plenty on my couch. I'll continue to do more on my couch. I think it's a unique experience to try once.
3: All right. So uh, one last one for you guys. So <laughs> it was announced that Carolina, the Carolina Panthers, have cut Michael Jordan, who's a football player. So it's, it's so the slug was Carolina cuts Michael Jordan. <laughs> All right. So this name is too much to live up to. Uh, Trav, after Cap
2: cap for but for a very specific reason the name michael jordan is not an uncommon name. The last name Jordan is you. You run into people with the last name Jordan relatively frequently. The first name Michael is probably one of the more popular first names that's out there. If this if you were named Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's different because we only know one Giannis. Yeah. I know that there is a Jordan, but there's a lot of Jordan families. Some of them are going to name their children Michael. So I don't think it's the quite the same thing. How? Um. Fact, but I think it's it's kind of funny to
4: me. Do you guys remember in Office Space? What was the guy's name was Michael Bolton? Michael Bolton. I celebrate his entire catalog. Ah, <laughs> uh, just to me, that's still one of the funniest scenes. The fact, the way they used it and everything else, um, but it's because it's Michael Jordan.
3: And you're playing a sport.
4: <laughs> that that's it's Michael Jordan. It's not that it's any other. I mean, you're thinking of in Carolina, <laughs> literally the greatest athletes. He is number one or number two on everybody's list, so I go fact on this one. Yeah, a right. fact on this one. If
5: he's playing sports, that is a big name to live up to. Yeah, fact. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> like the- Julio there's- Cesar. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, also, speaking couple. Of-,
3: of the name Giannis, I was actually watching this video yesterday, like on YouTube or whatever, but it was about how a lot of... The name Giannis comes from the like the same family tree of being translated from the name John, so it's essentially the Greek version. Of John, and there's so many names that come off of it. So there's so many different ways to say John. So you know, it might be as common as a Giannis in, in Greece, Athens. I'm yes. sure
2: there's another Giannis on oh, yeah. oh, in yeah. Milwaukee. Not so much, you know, <laughs> yes, exactly. Th- just like there's probably, whoa, dude, your name's Michael Jordan. If you lived in Athens, that's that's out there, man. That's did a different did you experience.
4: see? Uh, we do is coming back. Do you see that wrinkle of Mark Stein on Substack about Giannis? Let's do it. Okay, I, I got got some thoughts here because it's only two franchises that he mentioned. Little interesting that they just might be the most popular franchise in the NBA.
2: We'll do it next.
1: It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.
6: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
2: Jorge kind of messed me up because he, he uh, sent me a video last night. We were goofing <laughs> <goofy laughs> around on <laughs> me making videos for Susan to you know <laughs> help out. Shall we say? Yeah. Which really doesn't help out much. And he sent me one uh, butchering a pineapple. Yeah, because a water- you
5: guys say it's hard to you know, cut it up in squares or whatever. So I'm right. going to send a video. So he
2: sent me a video of him chopping up a watermelon. And now I can't get the fruit guy out of my head. So now that's going to happen <laughs> after the show today. Just. Yeah, good I, call. Yeah. It's never a bad call. It's never, never a bad call. No, it's never a
4: bad call. And they're always, you got like a split, unless you, you know it's the same place is this – I think you said one time – you were going home a couple of weeks ago. You stopped at a certain fruit stand. Yeah. Is it always in the no, same place? No. That was
2: a. Qu- I stopped for a different reason, and yeah. he was there. So I'm like, well, now I have to. So, but, <laughs> but that's
4: that's the fun that you got like that split second that you're seeing. If you're driving somewhere, right, and you're on wherever you are, you got like that split second. You miss it, it's like, okay,
2: now am I turning well, he's, back he's around? He's got to be on the right side of the street yeah. too, because I'm probably you know. Yeah, yeah I'm not going. Other, no, I'm not making nope. a U-turn. He's got to be in my on my path, he's on my side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's usually a guy I know where he is on my way home. That uh, I'm thinking. I just see what you cost me. I get, I, I get
4: hooked on that stuff too. If you go this weekend, I think I mentioned too. I went out to Malibu, right? And I went to for a hike, whatever the case is. And you I got clam
2: chowder. <laughs> I'll do it that. again.
4: I'm gonna go back to that fish market. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter the weather. I get it. I get it. But but a nice caspacho. I get hooked on those. They get the the signs. They just have fresh strawberries, cherries, all that. I'm like, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars out here <laughs> grabbing fruit.
2: What's better. Of course, it's better. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's cold, and it's mm-hmm. just it's it's time to go. All right. After the Trojans' big win on Saturday over San Jose State, the Nevada Wolf Pack is coming into the Coliseum this Saturday. Keep listening all day today for your chance to win a family four pack to USC and Nevada from seven ten ESPN. And this is all you know preseason, basically, right? Kay. That you've got. Who did they play last week? San Jose State. You've got Nevada coming up on this one. And and then you got, I believe, Stanford is the game after that, right? Yeah, I think that's what Mace was saying. Yeah, you got Stanford's kind of down a little bit, right? This is not the Stanford of Jim Harbaugh and Andrew Luck. This is Stanford that's not very good. New head coach, everything that comes along with it. Until you play somebody that you think has a chance to win the league, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, Utah until you beat one of those teams and prevent them from getting into the end zone five six times we're still going to have the same questions you're going to go through a stretch in mid-october okay em is
4: that what you said there's always a loss for the... it's
3: usually around mid-october okay. yes yeah. all
4: right so look at look at this stretch october 14th at notre dame october 21st home against utah notre dame's number 13 the country utah's number 14 um, November 4th, Washington, number 10 in the country. November 11th, um, at Oregon, number 15. You're going to play four two out of, of five are, two games. Two of those are on the road? Two on the road, two at home. Four out of five games from October 15th to November 11th are going to be against teams that currently, I know that could change. Maybe these teams aren't ranked anymore, whatever the case is. They are good players. They're. Between number ten and I think number fifteen in the country, that's four to five games. So to your to to answer your question, you said there, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to
2: to tell whether they did learn some stuff on defense or if they didn't. All right. So as you mentioned, Mark Stein uh, was Giannis said that he wouldn't re-sign in Milwaukee unless everybody's on the same page there. And there's still a ways to go. He's not a free agent until uh, what is it 2025. He's in, the, he's in the third year of a five-year deal, but he's got a player option in that fifth. Yep. Year. Free agent 2025. The Lakers are the Lakers. The Knicks are the Knicks, right? These are the Knicks aren't very good, but they're still the Knicks. It's New York City, everything that comes along with it. The Lakers are good and have a history of being good, and they're the Lakers, and they're the most prestigious franchise in the entire league. Is he connected to those two teams because it's the Knicks and the Lakers, or is he connected to those two teams because he has interest in going to either the Knicks or the Lakers? So, this is the question you got to ask yourself. By the way, Those quotes that he had were
4: real quotes. I mean, it's not like he was mixing his words or, hey, you know what? Um, Something came out, and I want to go back. No, he was saying. One of actually the quotes I think was most uh, was I thought most interesting is when he said, "I don't want to be looking back and saying I played for a team for twenty years and won one championship." Mm -hmm. Clearly, he has a different frame of mind. You got already all the attention by getting the quotes that you said. And then when Mark Stein of Substack or on his Substack said that the Lakers and the Knicks he could have some interest in, you can't pick two more popular franchises in the two biggest markets in the in, in the country. So I, I think there's got to be a little bit of, yeah, I, I can get the most exposure by saying what I said plus bringing in the Lakers and the Knicks. But I. I'll but he actually... didn't bring in the Lakers or the Knicks. Mark Stein did supposedly he would have interest in the Lakers and the Knicks.
2: The franchise is presumed to interest Antetokounmpo down the road. If he does decide to move on from Milwaukee, which just made a slew of moves, the Lakers and the Knicks. Presumed to be interested in.
4: Let's let's put it this way. If it's for attention, okay, Giannis, you're going to get attention either way. But I think there's actually something to... The Lakers are a franchise where many great players have played most of their career or some of their career somewhere else, Mm -hmm. and then came to the Los Angeles Lakers and tried to cash in on whether it's the endorsements, the market, and potentially winning championships. That's not uncommon with the Lakers. The Knicks have not won a championship since the 70s. But I'll give them some credit. They're better than they were a couple years ago. They've got a ton of assets. They're kind of waiting to go make that big trade at some point. they got a ton of first-rounders. Maybe Giannis decides, if I don't play another day in Milwaukee, I'm going to be king there forever. I brought a championship to the Milwaukee Bucks. Let me go try something different. That's By the way, it's much more encouraged now to go play for different teams and just
2: play for one team than I think it was 10, 15 years ago. This strikes me much more as every time a big name player it, it almost doesn't even matter who whether it's Giannis or whenever Luca you know let's say the the Mavs have another disappointing season okay let's say that Trey Young and the Hawks aren't like when it, big, bigger names that are on teams that aren't really hitting no matter what it is every time a big name is hey you know who might be available player x the Lakers are always going to be on that because they're the Lakers, because we want to click on it, because we want to listen to what it is. When the Lakers have actual interest and the player has actual interest, it feels very different. There was no ambiguity on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis wanted to come to the Lakers. The Lakers wanted Anthony Davis. It was inevitable. It was going to come together. together. Just Mm -hmm. figure out what the price is and get it done. This is more, hey, he's one of the most popular. Who's the most popular team? Lakers. It doesn't – the fit – Giannis fits anywhere – but they just re-signed Anthony Davis to mm-hmm. a long term deal. The overlap of their skill sets is significant. By this time that he's available to go out there, LeBron is probably either not playing or maybe playing somewhere else. And he's certainly not, you know, what he's been for most of his career. Yeah. That it just doesn't actually make a ton of sense other than he makes sense everywhere. Like the fit, the timing, it just doesn't add up the way that the obvious ones do. I, I think there's also
4: I mean, if you want me to just try to play out how something like that can work. In a couple years, like you just mentioned about Braun, in a couple years, Lakers could say, okay, hey, Giannis will be our foundation. What can we get for Anthony Davis? That I think you're also asking yourself, if Giannis actually wanted to be sure. a Los Angeles Laker, we will find a way to make Giannis a Los Angeles Laker. I, I just go back to this. For the attention purpose, you mentioned the Lakers and the Knicks. That's how you get attention. But if he also decided in a couple years, I've been in Milwaukee for 11, 12 years. I got them a championship. Let me try a different squad.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's not certainly not out of the question, but he think about everything we've talked about over the last six, seven, eight years. Okay. Players moving all over the place. Players forming super teams here or there. LeBron's moved a handful of times. Kyrie Irving has moved. Really, there's well, only Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, how many different nonstop. Addresses. Chris Paul, all over. Like it happens, right? Guys move nonstop. He hasn't. Nor has there even been a whisper. Of him wanting to, that he wants to win there. He wants what he wants. That maybe it's not he loved Coach Bud or Chris Middleton's getting too old. Drew Holiday, Brook Lopez, whatever it is, it's like I don't want to go here. I just need you to do what I want to do here. I don't want to go. Don't force me but to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn the screw to tighten it up a little bit just so I can get what I want because this isn't every season he's threatening to go somewhere else. This is now. This is not James Harden. This is Giannis, who has been there, and if I had to bet Steph Curry would be my number one, he's never going anywhere else. Agree with that. I think he's probably second Joker on could list. be right there as well. Yeah, he's probably not. He might content, be too. Content the, with where he's at. He strikes me as the exception of the rule. Not where everybody moves, he's the one that doesn't move. Well, and, and listen,
4: this could very well, I'm going to be here at least for a couple more years. Let's just make sure we're cleaning this up. Let's make sure that we're competing every single year. One of his quotes was, "There would be no hard, hard feelings to the Bucks." I listen. I'm not saying he's threatening them. I'm just saying that, hey, just make sure that we're competing for a, a, an NBA championship. Make sure you're thinking a couple years down the road because if I have to leave, I will leave. I, I think that's a that's a, a safe way to say it. I don't want to go anywhere, but if I have to, then I'll take my chances.
2: Matthew Stafford. And the Rams have something going on that almost never happens in that locker room. That's coming up next. It's Travin Slee, 710 ESPN.